This is a video cast for Thursday, November 14th, post-World Finals, and it feels good to be back on the air. It's been a while since I've sat in the seat. Some other hooligans turn have been in this seat since uh yeah that 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 hooligan <laughs> do that again pop over to him and do that again yeah oh god who's who's paying him not me anymore actually uh obviously the sale of dirt on dirt back in late august and all the racing between now and then we had the world one highway the dirt million we had well i guess not technically at that time we had the the world 100 we had knoxville tons and tons of live events we had the world finals and everything that comes along with a merger of a company uh to say that i have been busy would be an understatement but honestly I, and i can seriously say this this is the busiest that i have ever been in my entire life and i mean that uh, i'm not asking for anybody to feel sorry for me here suave i'm just saying that you might not have seen me yeah. around as much because i've been insanely busy you you you're in the office you see it yeah you're always on the grind or you've been traveling back to austin where flow uh Sports is located, so you've been there a lot, been making deals and wheeling and dealing, but I've been keeping it on lockdown around here, you know, I'm basically, just, what do you say, like the face or something? No wonder or? things are falling apart around here. You'll be, you'll be seeing a lot more of this in the coming weeks and months. It's just me in the studio, just kind of riffing about things, talking about dirt late model racing, and maybe even a little bit more than just late model stuff with my new role at Flow as the general manager of Flow Racing. We might do a little non-late model stuff turn. It might not appear on DOD. But there might be some non-late model stuff. Might have our friends Blake Anderson and and uh, maybe some other sprint car folks and modified folks. Trenton Barry at Racing Dirt might stop by here and uh, and talk a little other stuff with us, which is which is exciting. So I hope everybody is having a good November. I can't believe it's look at this November fourteenth already. How the hell did that Turkey happen? Turkey Day in two weeks. Turkey Day in two weeks from today is Thanksgiving, which is impossible to believe. Uh, a heads up on a few things coming soon to Dirt on Dirt. You may have seen it on social media. Our own Derek Kessinger is starting his own podcast, and we mean it this time. He's already been recording uh, with Tyler Erb, uh, which is exciting. Suave Talk will morph into that, Derek and Tyler's podcast. Uh, is Tyler behaving on these interviews so far or no? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. <clears throat> like, all these guys get interviewed all the time on camera, and then, like, when they're, like, putting on spot task questions, they get, you know, they a little bit tighten up a little bit. toes in the water, tighten <clears throat> up a little bit, but Turbo is great. We had some, we had three great interviews at the World Finals. I'll be, you know, airing in the upcoming weeks, and then we got some uh, segments to go along with them. So next week is the debut. I can't believe you're letting us do this, Michael, but I guess you're really not my boss anymore. That, so. I am still your boss. <laughs> still true. your boss. Do not forget, I'm still your boss. And along with Derek's podcast with Tyler Herb, which is going to be must listen every time it hits the air, I will be doing a podcast as well. We're debating the name right now, and I'm just going to throw it out there because I said it earlier. I like my, the Michael Rigsby effect, and Derek literally laughed me out of the <laughs> office when I pitched the idea of the, the podcast being called the Michael Rigsby effect. No, you know? because you you led going into it, do not laugh at this, and then you said <laughs> the name, so then of course you're going to laugh. All right, I don't well, know about Michael Rigsby shenanigans. I think well, there will be some shenanigans. <laughs> I think either Michael Rigsby podcast or Michael Rigsby report, but it's going to be an opportunity for me to be a lot more honest about dirt late model racing. And not that we're not honest, but uh, dive in a little bit more and have some really good guests and uh, do some things that I think I'm good at, which is interviewing people. So uh, I'm excited about that. A couple of quick reminders too: Thanksgiving weekend. We're busy on Thanksgiving weekend. You can watch Cochran and 411. Uh, Cochran, of course, two nights, 5,000 to win on Friday, 15,000 to win on Saturday. That's live here at Dirt on Dirt. And 411 Motor Speedways uh, leftover on November 30th, 5,000 to win in our partnership with SpeedShift. That is live on Thanksgiving weekend. How about that, Swab? I'll leave that up for a second turn. Turkey Day weekend, and you've got live racing on DOD for the first time. You can have uh, your computer streaming, the racing. You can have football on. It's a great weekend for sports, and we got racing and 
two great tracks, and I think the fields will both be pretty good. So can't wait for that. Turkey Day. Come Bloomer on. and the guys going to Cochran. I know Chris Martin and those guys down there do an awesome job. So looking forward to that. Don't forget also Gateway Dirt Nationals is uh, later this year. Normally it would be in two weeks, but Gateway Dirt Nationals is coming up December 19th through the 21st live at Dirt on Dirt every single lap. Midgets, mods, and late models. Gateway Dirt Nationals presented by Arizona Sports Shirts or presented by O'Reilly. Title sponsor Arizona Sports Shirts. I got to get that right. Uh, will be on DOD as well. Don't forget PRI also. Derek, me, the entire team will be at the Performance Racing Industry Trade Show, uh, breaking all the news there and talking all that stuff. But enough uh, plugs for DOD. I've got Dustin Jarrett and Kevin Kovac on the phone uh, to just rap about racing. So let's get to that. DJ and KK joining me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Kovac, I want to start with you. Uh, simple question, Kevin, to start. What did we learn at the World Finals, Kevin? And don't give me some generic response about Brandon Shepard being great. I want to know what we learned at the World Finals. No, I came up with a few, three things. I mean, and it, one does have to do with Brandon Shepard, but not just about being great, but about he might be mortal, you think, here? I mean, <laughs> he, he finished the season, uh, the World Outlaw season, with eight consecutive uh, winless races. I think I'm like, I, I mean, I, I was I was kind of in shock on that. He never really even contended for the the lead in, in any in either of the two races. And I mean, that kind of just shows you how much how competitive the World Finals is. If you get a little, if you're just not on your game right off the bat in, in time trials, which he he wasn't he didn't time right as well as he would have liked. He had to start a few spots back in the heats, and then he just couldn't make it up. So that that was a that was a not a shocker. I mean, everybody not going to win every race, but it was a little bit surprising that he wasn't in the mix and, and really in either one. And then the other one is, uh, man, come on, can we just can we got to talk about Chris Madden and the Scott Bloomquist combo there? I mean, that is just, uh, I mean, since they got together in the in middle of July, well, I think one of the things, if it wasn't going to be Brandon Shepard up front, everybody was talking about Chris Madden being up front. And and uh, and he did. He won. He was one of the only guys that was up front. It was the top five in both races. So uh, that's pretty impressive weekend for him. And I think he's just wetting appetite for everybody here. Like, what can Madden and Bloomquist do if they hook up for the entire season next year? And I can't see why they wouldn't. I mean, the way they're running together. And and finally, man, it, just when I'm walking around the World Finals, uh, the uh, you know during the the whole weekend there, and and I'm just I, I just cannot be amazed. I'm just going to be amazed more by how many people are there. It is just a, I wrote about it in, um, I mentioned in our fast book, so I called it a juggernaut of an event. And, and I think it is, I mean, you just see this, it, there, there's no let up in this. There's obviously people love it. Uh, they love seeing the big three, three, you know, three big divisions uh, uh, running together in, in the, you know, in November. And I mean, it just, I mean, the campers are just everywhere. There's, people ever i've never seen pit area so filled with people spectators just walking around everywhere you go i mean it's it's hard to walk around without being stopped by somebody to, to talk and this, uh, the time just goes by really quick and i'm just amazed that, that we learned that the world finals isn't going anywhere i mean it's uh it's it's still a it's still a super strength a lot of strength behind it dj you were not there but what'd you learn uh, I didn't. First off, the Michael Rigsby effect is a terrible name. Don't ever use that. <laughs> like, I think I when I said it, people, so. when I said it, I knew it was terrible, but sometimes I need all of my friends and family to reaffirm that it was terrible. And you did. You've all told me it okay, sucks. Good. So we're, we're off of it now. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. I, second, uh, we didn't learn anything at the World Finals that we didn't already know. I'm just going to say it. I mean, we. It, 
first. Kovac's still one of my answers, by the way. Thanks a lot, Kovac. I had Madden written down as one of the things to talk about. But but it's true. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't learn anything there that we didn't already know. You know, we knew that Madden was very, very good in that Bloomquist car. He reaffirmed that, reaffirmed that uh, that is going to be one of the combinations to beat, I think, in 2020. And, and I don't know that anyone out there can, can convince me otherwise. Um, the second thing that we learned is uh, – what the hell does Ricky Weiss have to do to get a world of outlaws win? <laughs> um, that poor guy uh, has finished in the top three 13 times this year in world of outlaws action without a win. <laughs> seven runner-ups, seven runner-ups. Yeah. Seven runner-ups and six third place finishes. And, and that's, uh, that, that's unbelievable. And, and so, I mean, really what we learned from that is the fact that Weiss has kind of morphed into this guy that, that is now ultra consistent. Um, and I think that's a very different Ricky Weiss maybe than, than what we would have seen two or three or four years ago, a guy that was always going after wins. And I'm not saying that he's not always going after wins, but you see the consistency there. You saw him become a points racer this year. Okay, Derek, what about you? Kovac, I just want to say Brandon Shepard's eight-race uh, losing streak reminds me of the 2008 Lions when they went 0-16, so a big, long streak. So that's just the only thing I have for the not World quite, Finals not right quite now. That. That's a way to go for that, Derek, Derek, Kovac, you mentioned something, too. When I, I'm looking at attendance at major short track events, right, dirt track races only. I think – tell me if I'm forgetting something here. Knoxville, Knoxville Sprint Car Nationals, World 100, Kings Royal, Chili Bowl, and people forget the Gateway Dirt Nationals has like 16,000 people at it. Um, dream, I think, in that regard, too. So Knoxville, World Dream, Kings Royal, Chili Bowl, Gateway. That's the top five or six. I think the World Finals is probably ahead of a few of those, and it's 17, 18, 20,000 people on the grounds. Uh, but the difference is, are we shocked at all that the World Finals, it doesn't really have a premier Saturday night, right? Those other events have that big moment, giant race on Saturday night. Are we surprised that this doesn't have a premier Saturday night it typically is 35 degrees outside when the features are running by most accounts every year that this event has gotten as big as it is. Dustin, I'm going to start with you. It, I guess it's kind of surprising a little, right? Yeah, it's, it, it is because of, of what you just said. There's not this grand finale in the sense of a Saturday night features only, you know, B-Mates and features type deal. But it is kind of this grand finale in the sense that it, it, it does bring together these three premier divisions in, in all of dirt track racing into one spot. And it's something that, uh, you know, up until this event started several years ago, that, that really we never had. Um, I, I can remember as a kid growing up in the mid-Ohio Valley, the dirt track world championship was kind of that, you know, premier end of season finale. And then you got to wait seemingly forever until April we're back around to go back. Not to anymore. Race. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. No, and I, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yes, too. we will. But, yes, uh, we will. But, uh, but it, it, it's unbelievable how big it's gotten it. And it, and it just, it begs the question, then where does it go from here? Like how can it possibly get any bigger? And, and in one sense you think, man, maybe they should add some more grandstands to the back straightaway to hold more people. In another sense, there's just something sexy about telling everyone you have an event that is standing room only and, and you know, seeing the packed house, people shoulder to shoulder, um, and, and cuddling up with your buddy when it's 35 degrees outside ain't a bad thing either. It's pretty good luck. <laughs> I've, I've attended every one, Kovac. We launched a website in 2007, and that was the first World Finals was 2007. 
Uh, so for me, you and you've been to, I believe, Kevin, you've been to every one, right? He has perfect attendance. He has perfect, oh, yeah, perfect him attendance. Him and, yeah. him and I both. How does it get bigger, Kovac? What, what do they do for this event that, again, does not have a premier Saturday? Do they just pay? Is it 25000 to win every class every night? Do they add a fourth day? What is the solution for this? Cause, or is there does not need to be a solution? I mean, yeah, it is tough. I mean, like, you've got three main divisions. So, I mean, really, it, it's a pretty long show right now with that many divisions. And, and typically we talk about, like, oh, my God, we don't want three-hour shows that are over three hours. But, and it's, this is probably a five-hour show if everything goes well, you know? And, um, and, that, and that's still – people are still in the stands. It, it kind of, like, belies what we talk about, like, with the – with, with the length of the show, but we're not watching street stocks or four cylinders here, like right. filling in the gaps. I mean, this is all big things and it's divisions that you don't see run together. I mean, this is how many times you see the big blocks run with the late models, you know, a handful of times, you know, Florida and a few other times maybe. Um, but with the sprint cars and late models, you don't see that, you know, world of outlaws. Uh, I mean, at least. Um, so it's just such a special, that, that's what makes it special more than, like the big 100 lapper or, or big race, uh, the big money race at the end of the weekend. It's up. Uh, and one thing I kind of go back to is, you know, like I was with the world of outlaws back in 2006 and the year before the world finals. And in the, the end, the end of the season, the last race, the last point race, it was a great point race. It was that Volusia. It was the Gator 100. There were six guys that could have won the championship that year. Within not not a lot point. of people there though, right? And, not the fans. And there can't. wasn't a lot of people. Yeah. And I remember that being talked about afterwards at the banquet that the next day, you know, everybody was sitting around, you know, it's like, man, this, we have to put this in something. We got to showcase this more. Uh, I mean, and, and you could even go to like the sprint cars. I mean, I remember, I, I think there was a world of outlaw sprint car final, uh, you know, like the last point race one year, I'm not even sure where it was, but years ago, I think they had a pizza party to, to, to give out the money afterwards. <laughs> I mean, I, I distinctly remember that, you know, like in the, more pizza like parties. I think they should do it more Kovac. I, I want to say bring yeah, no more banquets. I'm over banquets, pizza parties. Why not? Screw it. Uh, hey, hey, it's a little informal. Hey, good fun. I mean, but Hey, uh, Derek and I, we need our banquet, right, Derek? Oh, God, the banquet's even. awesome. You know what? I love it. Sunday fun day. One of the first things. Actually, <laughs> you know what? You know what? The Michael Rigsby effect is back on. The effect I hope to have is that we, <laughs> we don't have to have banquets anymore, that we can move on from banquets. Um, every year, and Dustin, you talked about this a little bit, every year we inch like 10% closer to no off-season. I mean, literally no off-season. <laughs> we had Gateway in Arizona, and those sort of filled the gaps. We, already, we kind of already were in the no off-season boat. Now, with the addition of the extreme dirt car stuff, the resurrection of that series bar world racing group, and really other tracks, not just them, other tracks running in December and January, we, we literally have no off-season now. Jimmy Owens told me he is likely to go to Bulls Gap on December 7th. Think about that. Jimmy Owens racing December 7th at Bulls Gap. Good thing? Bad thing? Uh, Kevin, you first. H have we officially hit too much, or is it a matter of, hey, if you don't want to race, don't race. That's on you. What do you think, Kovac? Yeah, well, it is a little bit. You could you could say that. No, if you don't want to race, like some of these guys, like a Jimmy Owens, they race for a living. So, the, the, but they not in December. Jimmy Owens does not race in December ever in the history of his career. No, exactly. <laughs> this I, is different. Yeah, they, you know, I mean, it's, they don't make money during the winter if you're not racing. But there's also something to be said here. I mean, it, it does get a little bit too much. I mean, there needs to be some sort of break. I, I believe in um, to give these guys time to regroup and, and, and get ready. And the thing is, I mean, you, you say like, hey, if you don't want to race, don't race. But I think there's probably more guys that might not want to race than will want to race. <laughs> That's where I'm going. 
So you, you don't know, I mean, what kind of fields will you get? I mean, will they be as strong as you want them to be uh, when you have a race like that? I mean, that, that, that this extreme, uh, you know, winter series does have a good point fund, though. 20000 to win for, what, six or seven races. That's pretty good. But, um, but I, I just don't feel like there's a big clamoring for December and January races in December and, you know, in, in North Carolina, I mean, Georgia, South Carolina and Georgia. It could be really cold in, in hey, Tennessee yes. also. It could be really bad. And, um, I mean, where you're, your best case scenario is, uh, is, you know, maybe some, uh, you know, 60 degrees or something, maybe. DJ, um, no one's so more qualified. I'm not sure. No one's more qualified to answer this than Dustin Jarrett, though, right? The, the guy that will fly to Minot, North Dakota, <laughs> then drive 74 hours over the course of <laughs> a week to drive to watch modified racing or moose racing or whatever he's watching in the Dakotas. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, you tell me. Are you wanting to go to races in December that are not indoors now? Or what, where are we? You tell me. I got, I got two words. Hell no. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, I'm going to say what everyone else is afraid to say in this industry. It's too damn much. We're going too damn much racing. No one's getting a break, and nobody likes it. If you ask anybody within the industry what they think, we will all sit around and email and have phone conversations about it, but no one, everyone is afraid to say it, guys. We're doing too much racing. Uh, I talked to a driver about it this and I won't say who, but it was a driver on a national touring series. And, and I was picking his brain, asking if he was going to go to a couple of these, these winter events. Again, this is, we're not talking Gateway and Wild West Shootout. Those are more established events, I feel like. We're talking about some of these you know, pop-up events. And the driver flat told me. He said, no, it's too much. I don't have a time to work on stuff for next year. I don't have an off-season. I don't have an opportunity to have date night with my wife. I don't have an opportunity to spend time with my kids. It's too much. And, guys, we, we – it's it's great to have a good thing, something that we like, which is racing, but it starts to water it down when you do it too much. It takes away from the other things. Nobody likes it. I'm going to be the one to say it. It's too much. I, I just, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you both. It's almost like the NHL now, because Mark Richard, like NHL has the shortest off season for like, you know, the big, you know, five sports in America. Like it's like 50 days. And then when Mark Richards said, We'll see you in Vado in 52, 52 days, days at the banquet. You like kind of get this sense of the drivers looking around like, oh, my goodness. It's going to be coming. But you could also say it's the golf effect. They, they golf every weekend throughout the entire year. They have a chance of going to a golf event, you know, make some money. So And, like, you have that, you have that option of not, you know, going to a race. So I see both sides of it. But, yeah, I think there's just a little bit too much racing that we need a little bit of off season, a little bit of breath, because I think we're all going to get sick and tired of each other. Wait a minute. What? Swab, I mean, let me <laughs> swab. Let, Hey, can I want to jump in real quick and, and ask and ask you guys though? I mean, but do you, do you think that then it, it when we race all off season that it waters down some of these other events too? I don't know. That's a great question, and and perhaps the Michael Rigsby effect will dive into that more. Um, but I, I do think I don't know that it, I don't know that it waters it down as much as it is. Um, and this isn't just an indictment of like the extreme stuff, because I think there's, there's Dustin, you agree. There's, right, I, right. I, I think part right. of it is like, you know, I, you saw Lucas trim their schedule back a little bit, right? I think maybe they realized it was a little too much. World of Outlaws have been talking about a 42 to 43 race schedule for a while. We ballooned and now we need to bring it back. The problem is, when those national tours and those regional, we have regional tours running until late November now. When those tours run that long, uh, it, it, then you have the addition of stuff like the extreme stuff. Now it just all melds together. 
I don't know that it waters it down, but does a fan, if he goes to Bulls Gap December 7th, or say there's a Thanksgiving right. race, the Cochran on Thanksgiving, right? If they go to those events, are they less amped for Speed Weeks? Are they less amped for what? Because Speed Weeks used to just be this frothing at the mouth thing, right? And now maybe it's not as much. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that's, that. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. It, 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 it takes away maybe from some of those, uh, from some other events that you have. So, I mean, you're, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul in one. Yeah. Thing. No, I like that. Good analogy. Uh, silly season stuff, because we could go on and on about how there's too much racing. This is not something <laughs> new uh, all day long. Silly season stuff. Give me the best stuff you're hearing. Kovac, you go first. What do you got? Uh, well, there's one from, uh, from World Finals. Uh, you might have noticed Ashton Winger, who had a breakout season this year in Super Late Models. Uh, he really showed that he has some talent there. Um, he, had, he was ride, driving the Billy Franklin car. Remember the car that uh, one of the, the team that Brandon Overton drove for last year before he, uh, you know, went over to the, the Coulter team. And they're planning right now to, to, to go shoot out, you know, go on out there and take uh, Ashton out on the World of Outlaws tour next year. They're planning to go out to, I think they're still planning to go this week to why not uh, and, and race a little bit more and then go head out on the, out to New Mexico and, in January, and I know Ashton's really excited. His father, Gary, you know, the, the shock guru, he's real excited, too. Um, uh, <clears throat> something else I also noticed this weekend, I mean, it was kind of quietly, if you didn't pay attention, you might not have seen it, but uh, with Josh Richards, Anthony Burroughs, his crew chief with the Clint Boy Racing team, he wasn't there. Uh, Jack Sullivan actually filled in a little bit, came up and um, helped Josh for the weekend. But Anthony, he went to the Midwest. He just moved right after the last the Dirt Track World Championship. He left the Clint Boyer team. And he's now the crew chief of Brian Shirley. And talked to, you know, I, I contacted Anthony, checked out what he was doing, confirmed what he was going, what was going on with him. And, and he said that Shirley and the Bob Collins team, they're looking to run a national tour in 2020. So uh, th- there's, a, there's a possibility there. Like, we'll keep an eye on that. Will he go World of Outlaws? Will he go Lucas? Uh, I know they're planning to go to New Mexico to start out the World of Outlaws tour. So, and Shirley has run the World of Outlaws before. So. That's a, that's one of the another silly season thing to look for. Not a ride change, but there was a crew chief change there, and uh, and I haven't really seen too many other real big things yet going on. Other, you know, then we'll, we'll talk about probably Hudson O'Neill and in the in the Devin Moran situation stuff like that. But um, I think it's got a little quiet yet. But maybe Rick Eckert. I mean, he he's driving Alan Murray the Texans car for the last few uh, couple months here in some special shows, would he maybe go out and do the World of Outlaws again? I'm not, not saying he would, not saying he's planning that, but possibly the, him and Alan might put something together, and, and maybe Alan would want to go do it. Alan Murray already does sponsor uh, uh, a big sprint car team uh, from Pennsylvania, so maybe, uh, maybe Eckert would be another one. He'd go back out on the tour. He's not done yet. Dustin, I know you are as plugged in as Kevin, arguably more plugged in, let's be honest. Sorry, Kovac. Um, <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you got, DJ? Silly season stuff so far. We're going to get a lot of PRI, I'm sure, but what are you hearing? Yeah, a few different things. I, I think that it's no secret now that, that the Dunn-Benson Motorsports team is likely to do one of two things. Um, you could see that, that group completely dissolve. Or you might see it do more of, of kind of what maybe like a Larry Mooring does, for example, kind of yeah. a hit and miss schedule with, with a driver, um, you know, running maybe eight to 10 to 12 races throughout the year. I would look for one of those two things out of, out of that camp. I do not believe anything has been finalized there, though, with Don Benson. Uh, I heard an interesting rumor at uh, the Dirt Track World Championship. Actually, I think Kovac was with me when I heard this. Um, 
about Don O'Neill for next year. And I, I think that, that there may be some ambiguity, or at one time there was some ambiguity as to what was going to happen with, with O'Neill and Clint Boyer and everything. Uh, and there were some rumblings maybe of O'Neill getting with Beeman in, in running shows next year. I, I don't know that that got off the ground or if that is still a thing. But that was one uh, peculiar rumor that I heard that I thought uh, made sense. And, and then sticking in the O'Neill camp, uh, again, Hudson O'Neill, you know, without a ride. But I don't think that folks really know how close – that thing kind of took a, a 180, I think, very quickly. And, yeah. and that's, you know, I'm not picking on Todd Burns or SSI Motorsports or anything like that. Um, things happen, and, and you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, there was actually at one point in, in late summer, early fall, that team was actually going to expand and, and potentially – add another driver to their camp um i'm i i'm not going to say who that is right now and if someone wants to know they can they can message me or, or you know let me know but uh there was actually at one time going to be another driver added to to that camp there were a few things going on behind the scenes working there and and then um you know things happened and and ssi of his you know they they kind of uh, basically did a 180 and, and left Hudson O'Neill without a ride unfortunately you know, the crazy thing, and Derek, you were with me, I think you were with me, when I was checking in to get my press credentials at Charlotte, and I saw Don, uh, I saw Don actually getting his pit pass as well, and I, I kind of said to him, I was like, Don, I'm sure the phone's just ringing off the hook right now, right? And he, and he was pretty candid with me, he's like, not really, um, for Hudson specifically we're talking about, and he just said that, you know, every year there's less and less rides. It's not like, let's be honest, this is a millionaire's hobbyist sport, right? You can't just go out and start a dirt late model team now. It takes hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, I think that's just, I don't know that Hudson has a ride right now from the way it sounds. And we're thinking, here's this teenager, in essence, one of the brightest talents in our sport. Uh, the kid can, we, we've shown how talented and how good he can be. He doesn't have a ride right now, Derek. And it sounds like, it's not like anybody's just banging down the wall to put him in a car, not because he's not talented. I don't think there's any rides out there for him. Oh, yeah, and I talked to him on Saturday at the World Finals. I was getting some interviews and stuff, and he, you know, he's very grateful he got that opportunity with Todd Burns, but you can just tell him inside that he's, like, kind of hurt, you know. He's, like, trying to, you know, gather – because the season's coming, in, you know, in no time, as we, always, as we stated earlier. So, yeah, he said he's got two or three people he's talked to, but nothing really has, you know, come to fruition. So, yeah, he's – you can just tell right now he's hurting that he needs he wants a ride so bad, but we'll see. Hopefully, in the, somebody gives him a chance, and we see Hudson O'Neill at Speed Weeks. Kevin, isn't that kind of weird now? Like when you think about, it, I don't know if "weird" is the word, but like there's not just like who's got a million bucks to dump into a dirt late model team, right? You can go bang around out there if you want to, but you're not going to be competitive on Lucas. It's it's bizarre, right, Kevin? Like once you lose a ride, it's kind of hard to get back into one. The farther in time we go, yeah, it's not like there's so many rides out there where everybody could just swap. I mean, there could have been a time where like all right well this guy leaves this one they're just like swapping rides and uh and somebody and, and when the musical chairs game stops everybody still has a spot kind of you know um but now it's getting to the point where i, I mean it's almost like drivers really have to be a little more proactive out there i guess and going out there and, and making something happen uh, i mean when you look at hudson i mean he i know he, he knows he was very fortunate i mean like everybody would be like oh my god he had a great ride yeah. for being a 16 year old kid and that was a person, uh, you know, Todd Burns, who hadn't fielded a big team like that before. He just had sponsored some cars and was really new to the whole game. But here he is. He brings somebody that, – that's bringing somebody new into the game. Unfortunately, he hasn't lasted that long. You'd, you'd hope he would have been around a little longer. But um, it's, it's like some – these drivers are going to have to find people like that. I mean, I mean there's, 
when you have a ride, I guess you could probably be like, well, you got to still be looking around for the next one because you never know when it could end uh, with how expensive things are. And, and, uh, and Hudson will have to maybe get out there and, and, and put some, maybe put things together where it's not just uh, one guy. Maybe, well, you know, you're, you're getting a couple guys together to, to try to patch a, patch a whole full team together. And I know plenty of millionaires in this sport who spend a ton of money, and all of them are thinking right now, are we one economic downturn away from not having as much millions, right? And this is not a political indictment of anybody, right? I, I, am, I am as politically neutral <laughs> as it gets, but if, uh, if the economy downturns, no matter who is in office, I think a lot of these people, Dustin, don't you think, are kind of – the economy has been roaring for so long that it's just natural. The economy cycles. It's going to have a downturn, and I think a lot of people are keyed into that, DJ. Well, yeah, I, I think that, that we just – again, if I'm kind of shooting off the cuff here, I mean, as, as humans by nature, we're, we're just all very cautious about it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy for us to sit around kind of this, this virtual roundtable in, in a way, uh, either as fans or, or, you know, media members or whatever, and say, oh, you know, so-and-so should put him in this car, so-and-so should field a second team or whatever. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's also very easy to play with house money, too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not us that's fielding a, a six-figure dirt late model on a track every single time it hits the racetrack either. Outlaw's roster, because this is a, a, a good transition, outlaw roster versus – turn you like I'm sitting back, Derek. I'm sitting yeah. back in my seat a little, a little more relaxed. More. Yeah, I feel a little more relaxed today. Outlaws roster and Lucas roster next year. I think we're gonna they're gonna look a bit different. Yeah, I mean you've got uh, I think I don't know maybe the Outlaws looks a little bit the same based on their banquet. It seemed like everybody was coming back. There you go, Kovac. We learned something at the banquet. Uh, the Lucas group will not have Hudson likely. I don't think Devin Moran. I don't know that, but I don't think Devin is gonna run Lucas this next year. We're not sure what Don O'Neill is doing yet. Uh, and I think if that happens, does the outlaw roster shift a little bit too? If there's a few more openings over there, uh, Kovac, I'll, you know, Kovac or Derek, who wants to take this one first? I think these could look a little bit different for the first time next year. And I also don't think we know what Scott Bloomquist is doing as we sit here right now on November 14th, Derek. Yeah, it's just, um, you'll know who the outlaw roster is, you know, going to Vado in New Mexico <laughs> 50, in January. 49 days now. Yeah, 49 right? yeah. days. But that, I was going to say, like, what was it two years ago when Screvin got rained out? How awesome it was when it they was raced cool. East or Golden Isles, East Bay, and then they all went to Volusia. So that March race, you had no idea what driver was going to go where. And there was all these rumors like, oh, Scott Bloomquist, he's going to race the Outlaws. Richards is leaving. Yeah, he's Richards going Lucas. Like, yeah. That was just, like, perfect. So I wish they could the go back. The series hated it, but it yeah, was awesome. <laughs> I wish they could go back to that scenario because it was good for the fans. But, yeah, like, I think it's going to be a little bit different. Obviously, you have Brian Shirley. He's going to test the waters again. But – We'll see when it comes, you know, that midsummer month or the midsummer when you're at the summer national stuff. But it's always good to see. I like it when you see a change up. I hate when the same guys run the same tour and it, you know, kind of gets kind of bland a little Kovac, bit. Kovac, what do you think? Is this going to be our first uh, kind of? Uh, you know, we've had some shakeups. Turbo and Devin going Lucas, um, Herb going Dennis Herb going to the the Outlaws. But is this going to be kind of a shakeup this year? You think on these rosters? Yeah, yeah. With three major teams, you know, uncertain here. Dunn Benson and. And now you have what Todd Burns, uh, you know, already announcing that he's not going to be back with uh, with Hudson O'Neill. And then you're not certain here yet with the second uh, Clint Boyer team with Don O'Neill. That's that would be three major teams. That wouldn't just be three drivers. That's three major teams that would be uh, gone from the Lucas Oil Series. And so we, you really got that. That would be a pretty good shakeup, I, I would say. Uh, that we'll be watching. And um, 
and, and I'm not sure like who else would become. I mean, Lucas already had more than uh, than outlaws running regularly this year, so uh, it's not like they would be down to seven guys or anything if, if anybody would leave. But uh, but there's a possibility here too. I mean, looking at the outlaws this weekend, you said like they did uh, all the top ten guys did say they want they plan to try to come back and, and we'll be at New Mexico to try to do it again. And then there's a couple rookies that were saying that they want to come out there and try for the first time, like Ashton Winger and Cody Evans from Ohio. And there's also there's talk Tyler Brunick, remember him? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, he's 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 a Shane Clinton's uh, uh, teammate, and he had been he he really stepped up his game this past year, and it's a possibility that maybe he would go out and do the rookie deal, and you know, watch Brian Shirley. I said I just threw out Rick Eckert, maybe Billy Moyer Jr. There's rumblings there that maybe he would go back to the world of outlaws, and maybe a Brandon Overton. You know, like I know Brandon, they have the equipment and stuff to do a national tour. Overton wants to do a national tour. But it, and he just doesn't want to do it until he's ready to be out there and win it, uh, he said. So that, that's a determination they'll make. But there's some possibilities. It looks like there's more possibilities of some other names coming into the Outlaws, maybe. Because, uh, I mean, like uh, it was a little bit – the back end of the Outlaws wasn't quite as strong, you would have said. Um, it wasn't it, – but I think that it could get – it will get stronger this year. Just Do, I mean, Kate Dillard's going to be a top guy, a much much stronger guy this coming back. Don't you think, though, to kind of – see a little bit of changes. To kick back against that a little bit, though, if let's, – let's pretend in some world that Hudson O'Neill, Don O'Neill, and Devin Moran are not running Lucas Oil. I think there's a chance an outlaw guy goes and runs Lucas Oil, right? Like, I, DJ, don't you think there could be some some horse trading here in the next uh, in the next couple of weeks? And again, with Scott Bloomquist, Dustin, I think Scott has reached a point in his career where he realizes that – I'm trying to think about how to phrase this best, Dustin. So bear with me while I'm while I'm thinking here. Scott has realized that that racetracks covet his presence, and that perhaps he doesn't have to run a tour to take advantage of his personality. Did I say that correctly, Dustin? No, I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I no, I, I think I think you're saying what a lot of folks already know, and and that's the fact that, that there is. Um, there's a demand from racetracks out there to have Scott Bloomquist compete in their events. Yes. And so if I'm looking at something from strictly a, a business standpoint, because let's be honest, that's what it is. And I'm saying, well, this racetrack wants me, that racetrack wants me. Why not go and run those events? You know, if I'm getting paid some money to go to this race, that's your show up money. And on right? top of that, yeah. I've got, I've got a, exactly. I've got a chance to go out and, and win 5,000 or 10,000. Hell yeah. I'm going to go do it too. And I, you know, I, I don't blame, I don't care if it's Scott Bloomquist or, or Brandon Shepard. I don't care what the name attached to the driver is. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's a good business move. But, but a couple things I think though, to, to look at as we, as we kind of rein this back in on looking at the rosters, um, I'm going to go back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, Lucas took a step in the right direction, I think, in, in stealing back their schedule a little. And, and you mentioned that earlier, Michael. Um, but if Wu is looking at this, you know, 42 to 44 race schedule, like I'm hearing that they are, that's 10 less races. In one sense, that's 10 less opportunities to win money on the tour, but it's not necessarily 10 less opportunities to go out and, and make money somewhere, okay? So if you're looking to follow a tour, maybe you're going to err on that tour that, that has a few less races to allow you to maybe pick and choose on those other 10 weekends where you're going to go and, and what you're going to do. Um, I, I don't know. 
Uh, I think both rosters are in need of a little bit of a shakeup. So I'm admittedly, I may be a little more uh, anxious to see what happens this quote unquote off season than, than any other. One thing I, I will go back on. And I'll wrap up this question with this is that uh, I think that we're actually going to see Devin Moran start the year on Lucas. Um, I agree. He is uh He's going to go down to – I do know that he's going to go to, to speed weeks and will at least uh, be running East Bay and, and things like that. And the other thing, too, that we haven't mentioned, guys, he's going to be in a Longhorn next year also. I'm counting have a Tampa that'll, dates that'll right now. Interesting. That will be interesting, and I'm not discounting your knowledge yeah. drop on that, but I'm literally on the history page of DirtOnDirt.com counting 2002 have a Tampa dates. It was like 36 nights, by the way. <laughs> so not that crazy of a schedule. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we like those. Uh, guys, let's try to wrap up here a little bit. Uh, Derek, start with. I'm going to start with you. Give me something interesting, Suave. Non-Lucas, non-Outlaws, off the beaten path, regional, local, whatever it is, something I need to care about, Derek. Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot. Can we have Kovac go first? Yeah, Kevin, you go first. This is cl- classic, guys. <laughs> classic. Am I right? Classic. Go ahead, oh, Kovac. Come on, D-Suave. Well, I'll step up for you, D-Suave. I- I'm looking at the, the Tazewell Speedway 20,000 to win show in April, uh, Easter weekend, April 11th, that they scheduled the, the Spring Nationals Ironman combo uh, race. And, uh, you know, Tazewell lost their uh, Lucas Oil date. I mean, they've been on, on uh, Lucas Oil Series for a long time, and it just and as Rich Wally from Lucas said, it, it did. They weren't able to get it right to where they, and there was other issues and stuff. I guess that uh, they weren't able to get them on the schedule this year, especially with the you know the scaling back. So they've come up with a twenty thousand to win show. That's a pretty pretty big deal. There's another big race for the South, and I and I think some of the the bigger names will be able to go there. I don't think there's a uh, that's not a week that everything is that everything's happening. I guess we haven't seen an outlaw schedule too. So. Um, but that should be a, you know, and I know it'll be a big crowd there as well. Always get the huge crowd on that uh, hillside. Yeah. Gary Hall's hillside will be full. DJ, what do you got? I, uh, I'm actually on the same exact weekend, Kovac, that, uh, that you are that April 10th, 11th weekend, but, but I'm going with a different event. Um, I'm going to stick close to home. The atomic 100 is one that I like a lot. Um, and the reason is the format on that has changed uh, just a little bit. Um, it, it, it kind of takes, everything that I like about racing and puts it in one weekend. Um, Friday night is a 40-lap shootout, $6,000 to win, uh, complete show, and, and then it, they come back on Saturday, 60 laps. So, again, we're not running 100 laps. We're not just going out there and logging laps and, and everything else. It's, it's a 60-lap race, $12,000 to win. Uh, that's potential for someone to win eighteen grand in uh, in south central ohio that weekend so big tip of the hat to brad mccallan i know he really 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 works his rear end off to uh, promote and innovate and try new things and do different events um, that's one i'm looking forward to just for the fact that uh, a i, I kind of want to get out there and support him because again he works his ass off trying to do those things and, and b it does take some things that i like about racing and put them together in one weekend with shorter distance races and two complete shows two different opportunities to win money at the same track suave we skipped over you uh, by the way we're only covering easter weekend events apparently in the give me something interesting uh category uh easter week easter uh forget about everything else easter weekend guys derek what about you i'm just gonna like walking through the pit area i did all three days at uh charlotte and you know you're starting to get that silly season talk it's pretty funny how we dub it silly season you just hear all the rumors so i'm looking forward to, you know the next month or two of just people texting me like, hey, I heard this, or going on forum and just see these crazy things. But I'm looking forward to, you know, the Wild West shootout. How many people at Charlotte, driver-wise, are considering going to yeah. it? And it's just nonstop. Arizona's exploded. Yeah, it really 2013 has. is my first year going there. And, you know, the field was good. 
But the way the field is looking up, you're going to have Scott Bloomquist again and maybe a few others that are going to, you know, depends how Vado goes. But it's just crazy to see how big of this event's going. Like, with the racing's been good and, you know, uh, Kearns and all them putting more money into the table like that, how, how could you not go there? I mean, it, it's almost catching up to Florida in a way, and he hate to say it, but it's definitely just as good a field as in Florida than, or Arizona than Florida. It's I like agree. Not far off. I agree. Like, Speed Weeks is forever the mantle. And, and, and yes, we are involved in the Wild West Shootout. Yes, we like going there. Yes, we are homers for it. I, I'm not disagreeing with anything anybody's saying in that regard. But, yeah, I think uh, Arizona's big now. 15000 to win the finale, the points fund, everything, the, the vacation. It's, it's the, it is the best racing vacation. That I will fight. I will die on the hill and for how, that. And how long will that fifteen grand be the highest-paying show? Until, until like, 20000 on Easter weekend at Taswell, yeah, probably, right? Yeah, so it's going to be one of the, you know, mar- <laughs> yeah, one of the marquee shut, events shut up, you know, going into April and stuff like that. So. Uh, it, anything, by the way, I'm looking at this old Have a Tampa schedule. I got to say real quick, how about some of these winners? Do- these are former Have a Tampa winners. Doyle Jordan, LaVon Sloan, and Melvin Sloan. I'm sure they're related. Tim Heaton, Mike Bowers, and Rick Brown, all former Have a Tampa winners. DJ, did you know that? I, I off the top of my head, of course I did. And who could forget <laughs> Ren Turner? W R E N Ren Turner. Turner. Let's be honest. Have you heard of any of those drivers? Turner, do you know any of those? No, because no. I have not either. <laughs> uh, all-time winningest uh, have a Tampa driver is Scott Bloomquist. With how many wins, by the way, DJ? How many all-time have a Tampa wins does Scott Bloomquist have? Uh, eighty-two. A one hundred exactly victories. Have a Tampa. The next closest is Dale McDowell and Billy Moyer, tied at thirty-one. That's a call to blow out. That's a Tennessee ass whooping. (laughs) That is a Tennessee ass whooping. Uh, Final question: Anything else interesting, good, bad that you guys want to discuss? One thing for me is I don't want to say who, but somebody is kicking around hot lap qualifying. Uh, which, oh my God, I think I'll retire if it actually happens because I love the idea so much. Where we don't hot lap (laughs) and then qualify a freaking series finally hot laps and qualifies together, and I only have to see them once before a heat race. Oh, it's all I've ever wanted. Uh, I'm hearing that's a possibility for somebody next year, and I will be quite happy if that happens. Kovac, DJ, what else you got that's interesting? Yeah, that, uh, that, that hot lap qualify, I mean, you got to see it with, uh, with the big block modifies at Charlotte, okay, right? Here I mean, we go. So that was, uh, here we go. yeah, that's a little test there. So I didn't see Billy Pouch, like though, Kovac. Yeah, was Billy Pouch racing, Kevin? <laughs> Uh, Billy Pouch race in Bridgeport, New Jersey, and won a championship up there. Okay, he had a successful week. Kovac, give me an inch, give um, me something interesting, good, bad, anything. This is your, your final thought, Kevin. Then I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. So my final thought is like there's one race that I'm already excited about for next year, and it's a uh, Port Royals, a uh, fifty thousand yeah. dollar to win uh, Lucas race, uh, the dirt track uh, throwback that Cody Summer is promoting, and man, I, I'm. I, Hey, I like Mansfield. It's a nice track and everything, but it's also about seven and a half hours away from here or something, and this was an hour and a half, and it's that a great race. I mean, Port Royal is a track that needs to have a major event for late models, and uh, it might be sprint car country, but I think this is going to be a really big deal. It's one of the best tracks in the country. Throwback. It is. It is. Oh, my God. Every time I've been there, it's, and they're still doing improvements. The other night, it was that night, and they were work, starting to work. I'm putting a new tunnel underneath turn one. They've already made the front stretch wider, put a new victory. I mean, that track is is just amazing with what they're doing. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, it's set the standard for, for short tracks, I think, almost in the country where they continually get better. 
and now they got a big race that uh, it's in my backyard, and I'm going to oh love God. it. I, how is Mansfield seven hours? <laughs> I don't even. Know. I think I don't know where Kevin lives. I think I'm just confused about where Kovac is living. He at. lives in like the. He lives in the like. <laughs> I mean, Mansfield's side, right? closer Philly for us. Side, right, how is that possible? Because he has to go across the whole yeah. state of Pennsylvania. Uh, no, the Turnpike, right, Kovac? Oh, yeah, I can't handle it. Yeah, Dude. we got a long Pennsylvania. It's, Pennsylvania is long. I'm on the other side, you know. Closer to Philadelphia. Than, uh, Turn mute his mic, DJ. What's your last thing? Is this happening right now? Uh, a, a couple things that, that I have. Um, one one thing I, I love where we all can just kind of sit around and, and you know shoot off the cuff like this. I think it's really cool um, and, and say some things that we've heard and have been talking about and everything else. With that in mind. Um, I know that one racetrack that is not currently on the World of Outlaws schedule was looking at uh, and in some pretty serious discussions with uh, the Outlaws about a three-day show um, with a very, very, very high-paying race at the end of that. That, it looks like, is not going to pan out for 2020 but is on the table for 2021. Um, so that's something I think to kind of look at on down the road. Uh, the, the last thing that I will say, I said it earlier, we just, we need shorter races. Michael, I know you've said it. I know that we're advocates of it. Um, and again, I'm not saying the world 100 should be the world 75 or anything like that, but with these aero packages and with these tires on, on cars today and, and, um, everything else, I just, I will take an elbows up 40 lap race any day of the week. Give me shorter races. I'm starting to wonder. I don't want to see hot laps. I don't want to see qualifying. I want to see shorter races. Do I actually want to see races? <laughs> I was wondering. I'm actually yeah, starting to wonder if I even want to attend the races at this point. Can we just show up, line them up for like a, uh, let's heat races, right? Let's do some heat races. I don't know. I have to really reevaluate my, my, my perspective, I think, a little bit. Derek, what's your last thing? <laughs> Well, DJ, if you want to see elbows up 40 to 50 lappers, there's a whole month of it in the summer in the Midwest. You can come <laughs> hang out with me in the Hell Tour. Come to every race if you want to. But... <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, I mean, that, that, is, that is one tour. That is one. I've done like the Dakota Classic Mod Tour. I followed it. I have not yeah, followed the Summer Nationals. Maybe, look, maybe we can get perfect attendance and then go back and take your picture. There is a segment that we want oh, to start. I, I, I think I'd nominate Dar- uh, Dustin to do a week of the Summer Nationals. This year. Hey, Allie, I don't know if she'll be able to come back and during you know our off time for school. Maybe we need another person to go out there. Maybe Dustin could go do a week. He can't. Dustin, Ooh. listen, he's got to have his coffee and he's got to have this his. This is thing. a grind, and this is a. <laughs> I don't, DJ's too highfalutin, I think. This for is T Bell, fifteen nights in a yeah, row. Yeah, Taco Bell, fifteen nights in a row. <laughs> you know, caribou. There's no caribou coffee on the Hell Tour, DJ. That's bull. <laughs> that, 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 might, that might be a game change right there. Hey, by the way, whilst uh, Turn and Swabber in the studio, ask them uh, who's leading the Dirt on Dirt fantasy football oh rankings, Oh, my by the goodness. Way. Yeah, how is this? How are you letting Dustin? He's like 9-1 and one or whatever. I beat him, two. though. What are you two doing over there? Wake up, Saquon. That's all I got to say. Oh, my goodness. Five <laughs> points. <laughs> Apparently do a four-person, 14 playoff. I've never heard of that ever in my yeah, fantasy football week. Stuff. All right. I can't, I can't let these monsters go on and on. Kevin Kovac, thank you very much. Dustin Jarrett, thank you much. Uh, that was 45 minutes, guys, by the way. Is this – did you enjoy the, the Michael Rigsby effect? Oi. 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 Uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much. DJ, I will see you at PRI. Kevin, can you keep breaking stories, please? Don't want you to stay off season. I don't want you taking time off. I need you breaking news, okay? Oh. Did we lose Kevin? He's already gone. <laughs>
What? Can he go back hang up? He only had 45 minutes. <laughs> That's a pretty good story. I know. Well, hey, just the top part, okay? But he's got the funny stories about Randy Sweet in there. That, that with a printable one. Okay. All right. I think he muted us or something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we got to end this thing. Kevin, thank right. you. DJ, thank you. Don't forget, we've got live racing on Thanksgiving weekend from Cockard and 411, guys. Thank you, Swab. We'll see you later. I apologize. See you guys. <laughs>